Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the All In No Limits podcast. Let's get comfortable. You guys, I don't know why, but I just got back from vacation, and it feel like I haven't recorded an episode in so long, and I know that's not true. It can't be true. But anywho, <laughs> I missed you guys. Anyway, welcome back to the All In Elements podcast where you're always going to find me, your girl, your pusher, your motivator, your best friend, your auntie, your niece, your cousin, whatever you need me to be, baby, that is who I am. I'm here to motivate you. I'm your number one hype man, and I'm here to push you into your greatest. Anybody want to be great? Anybody want to be great? I know I want to be great. And we need people around us that's going to push us to our greatest potential. You hear me? That's going to push us into our greatest season. You hear me? That's going to push us even in the uncomfortable places and situations so that we can evolve and be the best version of us. Who want to be the best version of yourself? I do. Okay, moving forward, you guys. I don't know if you know, but it's all over the world. You already know that October 1st through October 31st is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and this month, um, and not just the month, but what it is, means so much to me on so many levels. Um, and I just wanted to bring it to my audience because um, I did a little bit of research, and I didn't have to do much research because I know a, a, quite a bit about breast cancer. And um, I think everyone should be educated. And then let me, let's make this very clear. Every cancer is equally important. Every cancer has shaped and molded and, and altered and rearranged people's lives. Every single cancer has done this, right? Um, but just so happened this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, and why I say I hold it dear to me is because, as you can see, I have some beautiful people on my shirt. Um, this is my auntie. And this young lady, she's like a sister, a cousin, a friend. Like, I have people that have experienced, and not like I said, not just breast cancer. I've had family members with lung cancer, with liver cancer, with um, lupus, with uh, um, leukemia. Like, I've had to experience um, my family and close friends go through some of these um, unbearable situations and pains and, and, and their world was turned upside down in a blink of an eye. Um, and I think what's so important about having awareness of different things that's going on in the world and in our bodies is so important because prevention can be implemented, if that makes sense. And the more you're educated on these things, the more we can start protecting our women. Now, however, numbers has decreased, yes, but there's so many people um, that are not getting their normal checkups. There's so many people that don't desire to go to the doctor. And I get it. Having a physician is very expensive, especially when you don't have a job that provides um, good benefits, medical and dental. Those things are very, very much so necessary in this world that we live in. Right. Um, but even if you have to do Medi-Cal, any type of state um, medical Get a good doctor because I had Medi-Cal before. And I'm going to tell you right now, I like my Medi-Cal way more than I like the Kaiser that I have through my job right now. Um, nothing against Kaiser, but the truth of the matter is they're not that great. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. When I had Medi-Cal, I had this doctor. Um, absolutely amazing. She's located in Harthon. I would suggest everybody go to her. The reason being is because, one, she always knew who I was. Two, she always took her time and made sure I got everything out that I was dealing with with my body, no matter what it was. When I told her about the lump in my breast, and yes, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I do have a lump in my breast. It's been there for years. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it. Um, but when I told her about that, instantly she got me the referral to get my mammogram. Instantly after the mammogram, they found the lump that I found and I got the uh, the biopsy. It's nothing wrong with getting checked. There is nothing wrong with just being aware of your body and the changes. One thing I've, I've told you this before, and it's um, I'm very in tune with my body. I always know when something is off. I always know when I'm not feeling well before the sickness even kick in. I can feel I'm like something's not right. Something's not right. I always know if my electric lights is off, if I if I need anything that my body needs, I know. 
like because I'm in tune with it. I pay attention to it. I listen to my body. If you haven't watched the podcast yet, talking about listening to your body, go watch it. I know I'm in my pajamas, but that's part of the purpose of the video. Listening to your body. That's why I'm in the in it. So, anywho, but uh, back to what I was talking about. Breast cancer awareness. So um, I know some of us might know a lot about breast cancer. Some of us know from experience. Some of us know from research. From Some of us know, like, for me, when my family is diagnosed or anything, I don't care what it is. It could be a certain type of virus or cold. I'm going to do the most intense research there is about this situation. I'm going to look at what I can do at home to help. Like, because some things you don't know. So, I'm a researcher. I told you I'm a student. I'm a professional student at heart. I'm going to research the heck out of stuff, and I'm going to ask questions. I'm the type of niece, cousin, sister, daughter, auntie, mama that want to be in the room when the doctor is there so I can ask as many questions as I want because I need understanding. I need to know what I can do to help the situation. That's just me. Not to be in people's business, but it's to help. Got my handy-dandy phone, so let's talk about it because I can't remember all the information, so here we go, yo. Um... Like I said, Breast Cancer Awareness is the month of October, October 1st through the 31st. This is the month where we're bringing awareness to breast cancer, where we're encouraging women to get their mammograms, to get, you know, checked, to even... There's there's so much that we can do to assist with early, early detection um, and prevention of breast cancer. Um, and it's very necessary. You know what I'm saying? Um... What is breast cancer? Let's talk about it. It says cancer, breast cancer um, that forms in the cells of your breast. So it's cells, pretty much what I was told when I found the lump in my breast, which was, like I said, many years ago, had to be well over like 10 years ago that I, I felt it. I think I used to always feel it, but I didn't really know what it was. And then as I got older, I was like, hey, let me get it checked out. Well, um, cancer, breast cancer is usually cells balling up in, in certain parts of the breast or the body. Um, but they do different things, right? So it says after skin cancer, breast cancer is the most common cancer diagnosed in women in the United States. Breast cancer can occur in both men and women, but it's more common in women. I know people might think that that's strange, but just so you know, men have breasts too. Um, they don't call it breasts. They call it chest. But they do have it. So they are immune to breast cancer as well. It's nothing new. Um, it's actually very informative because people, most people don't know that. Can um, Breast cancer, uh, I think for most people... Uh, People want to know, like, what 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 causes it or um, the prevention measures and things like that. But I'm going to just tell you all what I've researched um, because people be like, well, I've never felt a lump in my breast. And they think that that's the only symptom. But sometimes you don't have symptoms. Most of the time, you won't have symptoms. Most of the time, you won't feel the lump. Especially for someone that does not examine their body often, you won't notice the change or the shift in your breasts if you don't pay attention to your body, right? Um, but other signs that can occur, now remember, they don't always occur. So don't go off of, oh, I've never had these symptoms. So that's that's the only kind of message that I'm trying to get across. Don't rely on the symptoms to notify you, if that makes sense. Don't rely on the symptoms um, to, to be your number one reason whether or not you get checked or not. You hear what I'm saying? So some of the symptoms is discomfort, inverted nipples, lumps, or nipple discharge. Um, sometimes your breast can have discharge of stuff or blood. Um, that's what I've read. I've never experienced it, but that's what I've read. Uh, however, those of you, and I, this is just a sidebar on my own, uh, because when I was researching, uh, those of you who um, contribute to the research for breast cancer and other cancers and all these other things, you know, I commend you. My hat goes off to you. Um, I'm always looking for ways to contribute and help um, in 
the world. And this is such a great thing because so many supporters that have supported the breast cancer awareness um, has funded the research um, that's has been that's helped actually advance technology for um, treatment of breast cancer and early diagnosis of breast cancer, which I thought was really cool. And it says because of this breast cancer survivors rate have increased the survival rate. Come on now. Um, has increased and the number of death um, associated with the uh, breast cancer disease steadily is declining, um, largely due to factors such as early detection, a new personalized approach to treatment, and a better understanding of what the disease is. So now that so many people have invested in this research, in this study, they now have better information, um, substantial information that can really help um, prevent and even not just prevention, but even to be able to respond to it in a timely manner with treatment that is more than likely um, increases the survival mode of the person's life. I think that's absolutely amazing. So that's why I say my hat goes off to those who support, who do, who do the walks. I know the walks are, you have to pay to do the walks, but walk. Most of these walks, $20, $40. But the more people you bring with you, that's more funding to go into this research to help prevent people like us and the people that we love to get the treatment that they need. These are two surviving women that experienced breast cancer. And no, I cannot ever tell their story. I can't. I will do their story absolutely no justice. Why? Because I don't know mentally what they were feeling, emotionally what they were going through, and the struggles and the things that they have to face. I don't know the pain that they had to endure. I don't know how the treatment treated their body, mind, and spirit. I don't know. I don't know that. So to try to tell you their story would be a dis a dishonor it would be absolutely a dishonor to them so i wouldn't but just know that i know their story and it's an absolute beautiful story i call my auntie my auntie my miracle auntie um because she has beat cancer three times i mean literally kicked cancer's ass three times and it hasn't been an easy task i know because i watch her um and i see her strength but have you ever seen someone stand strong in pain like, hence why I call her my miracle auntie, because she is, and we're not getting emotional, but she is just, she's absolutely amazing, you know? Um, and I love her so dearly, um, and I respect her, and to watch her um, endure and go through uh, this experience more than once, um, it gave me, it increased my faith. Um, it increased my love and my respect and my honor to her. And I was just like, God, uh, thank you. Like, I would thank God every day um, for her. And I would thank God for allowing me to even see like to see and witness it, like it's crazy. You can see someone living their life, right? And um, and in the blink of an eye, things can change. Things can change. So I know people don't be like, well, everything's not for social media, everything, but I commend those people who take their journey to social media and let people see their survival story. Like that's giving hope to the hopeless. There's so many people that are walking around with certain diseases and illnesses and sicknesses, and they're hopeless. There's people that feel like they're barren and they're hopeless. But then to hear a story of someone surviving and beating cancer more than once, or even just once, you guys are superheroes in the most pure, strongest beautiful way possible superheroes you hear me um but it gives you hope it gives you hope so thank you again to those who support okay so one thing i did learn that i did not know and don't charge me for it because i don't know everything but there are so many different types of breast cancer i only read up on on seven 
Um, there's a possibility there could be more than seven. I'm not saying there's only seven. I'm saying that's the amount that I read upon. That's the amount that I found, that there's seven different types of breast cancer. And I believe it has something to do with the location um, of the cancer, uh, where it's located at, or uh, something like that. Something like that. We ain't going to talk about all seven, but it's seven, y'all. Okay, um, now we're going to go into the stages. So it says the stages of cancer is based on the size of the tumor and if it has spread to other areas. There are five stages of breast cancer, including zero through four. Zero through four. You guys, I looked up the information for zero and I didn't find it, but um, I'm going to find it for y'all. Give me a minute. Um but it says the higher the number, the more the cancer has spread it. So we know from zero, no spread, one, possibly no spread, two, three, four, might spread. But we're going to talk about all of them because I want you all to know about the different uh, stages. I feel like the more you're educated on this information, the more you can help. The more you could be of assistance, the more you know, the more you can help educate other people because there's so many people that just don't know. I had a client the other day, and this is a total sidebar. Um, and she's a beautiful young girl, and 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 I asked her. She had stopped working, right? And I said, um, did you apply for unemployment? And she was like, No, I didn't know I can. Nobody tells me anything. And it just it it kind of threw me for a loop because I was like, uh, when she said it, I was like, you know, sometimes we grow up in societies and in world where our parents don't know and they don't educate us on certain things because as a as a young girl growing up there's a lot of things I have to learn on my own like credit credit cards um debt uh buying a house at school it was just so much menstrual periods boys like everything that I learned I kind of have to just kind of watch I was a very observing kid. Like, I watched everything. I watched driving. I watched relationships. I watched everything. When I say I watched everything, by the time I started driving in the sixth grade, y'all, I knew how to get every anywhere in, in L.A., L.A. County. I could From the 91 to the 405 to the 105 to the 110 to the 10 to the 101, wherever I needed to go, I knew mentally. I knew it because I would watch. I was That's how observant I was. I'm just kind of letting y'all know. Um but I was very a very observant child, so that's how I learned. So when the baby told me, like, she was like, I didn't know that. I'm like, you never heard of unemployment before? She was like, no, I would get money. And so I explained to her, I love educating people, but in order for us to educate people, we have to know something. I'm not saying you have to know a lot. Just know the basics, okay? And I hope by the end of this video that I have said something to encourage you to, to, to either get tested um, or... Encourage someone else to get tested because it is necessary. It's very, very necessary. So let's go into the stages, beautiful people. Okay. Stage one. It says stage one breast cancer means that cancer is small and it's only in the breast tissue or it might be found in the lymph nodes close to the breast. It is an early stage breast cancer. So it's early stage. So um, there's two grades of this it says stage 1a means that the cancer is two centimeters or smaller and has not spread outside the breast so this is a good stage stage 1b means that a few breast cancer cells are found in a lymph nodes close to the breast right still haven't spread it these are good these are early detection stage one Stage two, breast cancer means that the cancer is either in the breast or nearby lymph nodes or both. So it can be in the breast and the lymph nodes. Um, no cancer is found in the breast or the breast cancer is too. So it's either no cancer found in the breast of those tumors um, or the cancer is two centimeters or less and cancer cells are found in one or three lymph nodes in the armpit or the lymph nodes near the breastbone. Stage 2B. Did I, oh, that was 2A. Sorry, uh, I, I didn't say 2A. Sorry, 2A was that was the one that I was saying no cancer found in the breast or two centimeters are smaller. Uh, stage 2B means one of the following. 
the cancer is larger than two centimeters, but not larger than five centimeters. And there are small areas of cancer cells in the lymph nodes. So it's in the it's in the breast tissue, in the lymph nodes, and it's between two centimeters and five centimeters, no greater than five. Got it? Still detectable. All of this is still detectable. And it can be, um, treatment can be done. Stage three means that cancer has spread from breast to lymph nodes, close to the breast, to the skin of the breast, or to the chest walls. It is also called locally advanced breast cancer. We are in stage three. Stage 3A means one of the following. No cancer is seen in the breast or the cancer is of any size within the breast. So it could be any size from two centimeters to no matter what. Um, and there is cancer in four to nine lymph nodes under the armpit or in the lymph nodes near the breast bone. Stage 3B means the cancer has spread to the skin of the breast of the chest wall. The chest wall means the structure surrounding the protecting the lungs. So it's the chest wall that's protecting the lungs, like the rib area, right? Oh, okay. Such as the ribs, muscles, skin, or connective tissues. The cancer has made the skin break down, which is an ulcer, or cause swelling. The cancer may have spread up to nine lymph nodes in the armpit or to the lymph nodes near the breast bone. Stage 3C, so stage 3 has A, B, C. C means cancer can be any size or there may be no cancer seen in the breast. The cancer may have been grown into the chest wall or the skin of the breast. The cancer has spread to one of the following 10 or more lymph nodes in the armpit. All right, stay with me. Stage four, we almost done to the, with the stages. Stage four breast cancer has spread to another part of the body. I don't like stage four already. It is also called advanced cancer or secondary breast cancer. The aim of treatment is to control the cancer in any symptoms. Treatment depends on the number of factors. These are the factors in stage four breast cancer. The cancer can be any size. Remember that two centimeters to off the record scale. Um, lip notes may or may not contain cancer cells. The cancer has spread, which is it's called mastocytes when it's spreading throughout the body um, to other parts of the body, such as the bone, lungs, liver, or the brain. Um, it's kind of hitting me really hard right now, and I'm going to only tell y'all this uh, because I believe in being honest and vulnerable, and this is part of my healing stage. Um, just last week... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I lost um, one of my bonus moms, uh, Mama B, Bernice Stalker. Uh, I dedicate this episode to you, my beautiful queen. I dedicate this episode to my auntie and to my beautiful sister cousin. I dedicate this to all the women uh, who have experienced breast cancer or any form of cancer um, who have... Um, who are now unalive due to these cancers uh, or any um, medical complication or anything such as that. But uh, I dedicate this to her. <laughs> she was absolutely beautiful, you guys. Um, to the day she closed her eyes for good, which was last Saturday, um, she was absolutely beautiful. Uh, understand this. Um, time is of the essence, right? And um, you don't have as much time as you think you have. And that's whether you're sick or well. Um, we don't get to determine the day or time, right? Um, so in that, I encourage people to love the people that you love, forgive the people that you may be upset with. Um, and uh, learn to um, learn to operate in compassion, learn to operate in forgiveness, learn to operate in togetherness, learn to 
to bond together and love each other and create great memories rather than uh, being in confrontation with people that you're supposed to love, you know? And I'm not saying you have to be great and friends and close and up, you know, and personal with every single person. Um, what I'm saying is if you have people that you love, love them, love them as much as you can. Um, protect them. Uh, <laughs> um, and do the best you can to do that. Find moments of just to sit in their presence and hear about their life and their childhood. Find moments to just allow them to speak and heal and get through things, you know, because I thank God because back in August, Mama B went to the hospital, you guys, and um, I want to say it was August or July. And I just so happened to go to see her right before I had a meeting that day. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to see her. Sat there with her for like two hours. And oh, my God. <laughs> the joy and the peace. And um, she told me, like, I'm not scared. She was like, I've served my time on earth. I served the Lord. I love him. I raised my children, my grandchildren. You guys, she was so at just peace. And I was, it was a beautiful sight to see. Um, she didn't look like what she was going through. She, uh, she didn't look like what she was going through at all. Um, even though she was in pain most of the time and it got to the point where she could barely breathe. Um, and she had to use an oxygen tank and all this other good stuff, but she was a breath of fresh air, you guys. Um, she was one of the moms that took me in. And, and sidebar, <laughs> I have an amazing mother. There's only one Savan. You hear me? One. And she is my world. I love her. Even when she's driving me halfway crazy, y'all, I love that woman. Um, and she means everything to me. Um, and she absolutely don't know how much I appreciate her and how much I love her. No matter how much I try to show her, I just don't think it's ever going to be enough. But she's my my heart. Um, so don't when I talk about my bonus moms, I have a few. And when I call these people my bonus mom, I don't call a lot of people my bonus moms. I don't. I only have a selective few in this because these are women who stood up for me, who took me in and loved me as their own. Um, no one would ever be my mommy because I only got one mommy, uh, Savani Lise. Don't get it twisted. But I have bonus moms. That means absolutely everything to me. Um, and the connection and the relationship and the covenant ship that we have, it's a mother and child. And I love that for me. Um, a lot of you don't know, but I lost my dad when I was three years old. And so uh, God surrounded me with people that really loved me. And that I'm grateful for. Um, and I'm even grateful for more so because my mom allows me to have these beautiful people as extra people, just bonus parents to me and that loves me because she knows that they honestly love me. Um, that to me, I'm grateful for. And she doesn't even know how much I'm grateful for that for her. Uh, but back to the situation um breast cancer and what made me think about mama b and bring it up uh is because when it talks about how the cancer metastasizes and it spreads throughout the body to the lungs to the you know the the um the lungs the bones the brain um um it just made me think of her because she did have a cancer uh and it was in her liver, lungs, uh, and it was spreading around her body. It wasn't in her brain. Um, that was a great report. But then, you know, things happen. So um, she's resting peacefully, you guys. And she looks absolutely amazing. Did I say amazing? Absolutely amazing. She looked like a peaceful angel. And I'm just like, I couldn't get over how beautiful she was. I was like what the do you see how be beautiful beautiful absolutely beautiful beautiful okay 
Moving on. Um, breast cancer requires a medical diagnose. Of course, we can't be out here diagnosing ourselves because sometimes you might feel things in your breast, but that does not mean that you have cancer. Um, like I told you, I've, I won. I'm always, you know, touching my breast. Um, and you got to press down and feel like when I went to go get my breast exam, I realized how, how detailed they are. Like, like they're like he heck of detail. And so they press down because sometimes you can't feel things just at the surface level. Right. And I know this is like TMI, but y'all get the point. I'm making a point. Um, like I could feel the tumor that's, that's in my breast right here. Um, and what I do is I get a mammogram every year to make sure that it's staying where that what it is. So what they tell me is to check it. And if it gets bigger, you know, then I need to see soon. But I feel like it's another one right there. I've never felt that one. I feel one, two now. Mm, that's different. Okay. But uh, this is how you check it. You lift that worm up and you want to check because remember how we were talking about in the lift notes and the armpits? You want to check, 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 check. Pump, go all the way around it. And I'll be like in there. But I always look for that one that I know that I have, that tumor in there. Um, they did do a biopsy. It's not cancer. Um, thank God for that. You know, and I found that out, uh, I want to say about five, six years ago. Six years ago. I think about six, seven years ago. Um, and so I just get a mammogram every year just to double check it, um, make sure it's not growing. Uh, me personally, I would like for them to take it out. Um, but they was like, there's no need to take it out because it's not doing anything. I'm like, but what if it grow and eventually do something? But it's been there for so long and it haven't grown. They feel like it's nothing. I just feel like just take it out. But hey, you know, sometimes these doctors do what they want to do, say what they want to say. And I just be like, okay, whatever. Um, not that I agree with them because I'm always down for a second, third, fourth opinion. And baby, I'm going to find my doctor to do whatever I need them to do. That's why I used to like my old doctor. She was amazing. If you're looking for a doctor and you have Medi-Cal, um, I can't remember all her information because like it was like six years ago. But I know exactly where to find her. I could tell you that and I'll leave. I'll find her information and leave it. But she was absolutely amazing. She was a doctor like with my knee. She was the first doctor that got me an MRI done on my knee, which then notified me that my ACL and my meniscus had tour, which then she immediately got it approved for me to get the ACL reconstruction surgery and a meniscus repair. No other doctor did that for me. Like, as soon as I told her about it, because I kept having pain, and she was like, you can't have it swelling in. What's going on? I was like, well, you know, basketball, blah, blah, blah. She was like, we're going uh, to get an um, MRI done. Knew what was on, what's going on. When I say she took care of me from the physical therapy to everything, she made sure I did not have to worry about nothing. Nothing. I was like, she's the type of doctor that I like. She my kind of woman. She's a woman's woman. You hear me? Um, I haven't had a great doctor like that since. Um, when you get a good doctor, keep her. If she would have been Kaiser, I would have kept her. But part of me want to opt out of Kaiser so I could see if she take the other one because I really miss her. Um, I'm one of those people, if I if you're good, I'm going to stay with you. Like my dentist, I've been having him for over 10 years. Even when I was living out in Victorville, I would still drive to Harthon to come to him because he's absolutely amazing. I do not care. I'm not going to no other dentist because he takes care of me. He knows me in and out. He already knows. Like, and he never, he makes sure I'm never in pain. I have no complaints. He all right with me. Um, moving on, because we're not talking about dentists. Um, you do need a medical diagnose. Um, symptoms of breast cancer include, like I told you, lumps in the breast, bloody discharge from the nipples, and changes in the shape and texture of your nipples and breasts. That's why I'm telling you, encouraging you, check your breasts. Just fill yourself up just a little bit. It's okay. It's yours. Be comfortable with this. Check it. When you're in the shower, I feel like the shower is the best time to check it because it's, like, warm, and it kind of, like, gets it all moisturized and and, and not so, because sometimes we could be like a little bit tender because we as women, those hormones be just trip jacking our bodies up. But lift that arm and check. Lift that arm and check. Like, it's okay. And press down. Like, you know how like when they be pressing on your stomach, 
press, press, press it on those breasts and make sure you good. That's the best, best thing to do. Um, doctors know that breast cancer occurs when the breast can breast cells become begin to grow abnormally. These cells divide more rapidly than healthy cells do and continue to accumulate, forming a lump or mass. Cells may spread mastocytes through the breast to your lymph nodes or to other parts of the body. We talked about that at all the stages. So y'all kind of understand what I'm saying now because we already talked about how it mastocytes and how it could be in the breast tissue or it could be in the lymph nodes. We already talked about that, right? Doctors estimate that about 5 to 10% of breast cancers are linked to gene mutations passed through generation of family. So if you know that your family has a history of breast cancer or any kind of cancer, just get checked. Early detection. Just say, hey, my fam a few people in my family have had this. I just know that it's in the family. Let me get it checked. Risk factors. A breast cancer risk factor is anything that makes it more likely that you'll get breast cancer. But having one or even several breast cancer risk factors doesn't necessarily mean that you will end up with cancer. I needed to put that disclaimer in there because I'm going to talk about the risk factors. Even if you have one, two, three, or all of these risk factors, that does not mean that you will end up with cancer. Like I said, some people have all the risk factors and they won't get cancer at all. Some people have none of the risk factors and none of the symptoms and they can still end up with cancer either. Or I'm just trying to educate you. I ain't trying to scare you. Okay, here we go. Um, being a female. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing on the list. And I said, oh, okay, <laughs> I feel attacked. Not for real. Um, but being a female, uh, being a female, even though we understand that men can get breast cancer it's very rare let me say it again very rare that men will get breast cancer nine times out of ten the woman will have it versus the men that's pretty much what they're saying being a female is a risk factor <laughs> pretty little girls we're a risk factors increasing in age the older you get can can you know contribute to breast cancer um, a personal history of breast cancer mean breast conditions. So what this means is say like, for instance, you know how I've had a bi biopsy. Um, and I know that it's a small tumor in there, but we know that it's non-cancerous and all that great stuff. So that's a beautiful thing. Um, but say if I did get a biopsy and there was like some type of abnormal cells in there and it could possibly be have been cancer, that's a risk factor. And I feel like even with this small tumor here and it's not cancerous, it's still some type of risk factor because here it is still saying that my breast is still formulating these extra cells that is clumping into a tumor. Who wants a tumor in their body regardless to what it is or how small it is or how big it is? Make it make sense. Come on now. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, another risk factor. Um, a personal history with breast cancer. So this is like, say you've had breast cancer in one breast. There is a greater possibility that you could possibly get breast cancer in the next breast. I know this from experience, not my experience, but someone I know experiences. They had it in one breast, um, got that breast taken off, uh, and it ended up going into another breast. I have to take that one off too. Um, moving on. It says um, a family history of breast cancer. Remember, I was telling you, if you know your family have a history of certain type of cancers, go get checked. It never hurts to just ask the question. It never hurts to just to be informed, right? Go get it checked. Um, inherited genes that increase cancer risk. We talked about that. Inherited genes, that's 5 to 10% of people do have inherited genes of can breast cancer and other cancers. So get it checked. Um, radiation exposure, limit your radiation exposure. Um, obesity is a risk factor. Um, beginning your period at a younger age. I don't know what they mean by younger age. I don't really know what a younger age is nowadays, but this is one of the risk factors that they said, beginning your menstrual period at a younger age, beginning menopause at an older age. So maybe you're too old and you finally started having menopause, like way late, late, late in the game. I don't know how this works, but this is these are the factors. Um, having never been pregnant, I have no clue how those two uh, go together. Um, I don't know, but that was one of the risk factors. Postmenopausal hormone therapy. 
Um, that's a risk factor. And then drinking alcohol. That's a risk factor. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about prevention because these risk factors are something else, right? Let's talk about um, prevention. We almost out of here, y'all. I ain't gonna keep y'all for a powerful hour today. I might, but I'm not. We gonna talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Mm. Okay. Prevention. Making changes in your daily life. Let's talk about these changes that we could possibly make that can better our health system. Feel me? Ask your doctor about breast cancer screenings. Ask them. Ask them, tell them, hey, I want to know um, the probabilities of me getting a breast cancer um, screening, checkup, exams, tests, clinical breast exams, mammograms. Get your mammograms, please. If they say they see something, go back instantly and get the biopsy done. Don't be afraid to get the results because, baby, guess what? Those results can be non-cancer cells, but then they can be cancer cells. But you could be at an early stage where it can be detected and it can be cured and it can be recover you can recover from it so don't be afraid of the unknown know your body take care of your body your health is important you understand if you have a wife a sister a daughter a niece a cousin a friend hey it's nothing wrong i'm gonna be asking my friends from now on hey have you had your mammogram this year because i care i care about my friends i tell my friends all the time you need to go to the doctor Take care of your mental health. I tell my friends these things because I don't think it's a problem for you to go to the doctor and take care of your mental health. Same thing. Take care of your breasts. Take care of your body. I ain't fussing at nobody. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know I get a little aggressive. Um, become familiar with your breasts by doing self-home breast exams. Now, y'all know I already told y'all and showed y'all the breast exams. Y'all want me to show y'all again? Because I got you. But at home, in the shower, in the bed, touch your breasts. Touch them. Take care of them. Feel me? Um, lift your arms up in the... I said this already. Lift your arms up in the shower. Press around your breasts, um, top, bottom, all in, and press. You got to get in there and feel it. Don't be afraid to touch your breasts like, ooh, it's weird. No, it's yours. It's your body. Touch it. Okay? Um, you should do this often so that you would know when something has changed. I said this. Other preventions, drinking alcohol in moderation. I mean, you can't be drunk, drunk, drunk every day. Drink in moderation, baby. Okay. Exercise more days of the week. Okay. For those of you who don't know, I just started a Belly Be Gone Challenge. I will post it. But get your body back working out. If you could do a 20-minute workout at home every day, if you could walk on your lunch breaks and walk on your um, breaks at home at work, Baby, get that workout in any kind of way you can, but do some type of exercise, some physical health to take care of your physical health. Um, limit the postmenopausal hormone therapy if you have to take it. Maintain a healthy weight. Remember, because they were saying obesity is one of the risk factors. Choose a healthy diet. I say I don't believe in diets, but I believe in a healthy eating habit. I, you're going to want your fried food and your junk food, but minimize it. Minimize it. You don't have to do it in moderation. If you want fried food, have fried food once a week rather than every single day. I know you love your carbs, but change one of those carbs out for another vegetable. Have some fruit and not the ones that's high in sugar. But, you know, like, you got to be proactive about your life. And um, sometimes, you know... We don't want to make the lifestyle change because we had come up so accustomed to what we're used to eating and what we're used to drinking and what we're used to having. But it's not necessary. It's necessary for us to start taking care of our bodies. So I encourage you, reach out to your doctor today. Today, reach out to him and say, hey, I would like to come in and get a mammogram. Hey, I would like to come in and get a breast exam. Hey, hey. Hey, teach your little daughters now. Hey, check your breasts. Teach them now. Teach them now. Teach them now. I know everybody was like, ooh, the breast cancer walk, 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 walk. Yeah, but there's education behind this. 
We have to take the knowledge that we know and we have to spread it amongst our beautiful children and, and our sisters and our brothers and our cousins. I, I'm going to be all up in people's business. Hey, did you get your memorandum this year? Sharon, that's personal. I know, but you're personal to me. And I care. Did you get your mammogram this year? Have you been self-checking your breasts at least once a week? At least once a week. Fill yourself up <laughs> at least once a week. It's okay. It's okay. And now, this is my side note message. Uh, it's not in my notes at all. Um, but before this show is over, I want to pray. For uh, those of us who are grieving, um, I want to pray for those of us who are experiencing pain, who are in the process um, of going through treatment, whether it's chemotherapy, um, uh, my mind is drawing a blank, um, radiation, like whatever it is you're going through or dealing with, and not just the person that's dealing with it, but even the support group around it. Because what I've come to realize is that even when you have a support group, we don't understand what the support group is going through as well. Um, that person that has to hold you up, that person that has to cover you, that person that has to pray for you, that person that has to look strong when they see the person that they love in severe pain and aches and there's nothing they can do to take away that pain. When there's nothing you can do to take away the pain from the people that you love, that hurts. It's hard to watch someone you love suffer. It's hard to watch someone you love broken, you know? Broken. Um, I've had to watch... A lot of people hurt, and I don't like it. Um, I can't prevent it, but I don't like it because um, it does something to my heart. Um, but I'm sorry that you have to experience the pain that you're going through, and I'm sorry uh, that this is your story to tell, you know? I I'm sorry. Um because it's not easy to stand up and say, hey, I've experienced that. Hey, I'm going through that. And, and some people don't want to be a burden and they don't want to worry people. But and it's crazy because I was sitting at my auntie's bedside about a week or so ago. Uh, this auntie. <laughs> uh, and I said, auntie, are you in pain? And she was like, no. And it gave me peace because she told me she wasn't in pain. And she said, um. I'm comfortable most of the time. She said, every now and then I have a little discomfort. She said, I take some medicine. Uh, and then I'm okay. And I said, okay. I said, that gives me, that gives me joy. And um, she allowed me to sit there and she asked me so many questions, y'all. She wanted to know about everything I'm doing, what I'm doing, how I'm doing. And she made some um, very special requests that I better do what she told me to do. And I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, but it's hard it's hard to watch uh, the people you love suffer um, it's hard to let go when you're not ready um, and some of the best thing you could hear and the worst thing you could hear is I'm ready to go The reason why I say it's the best thing you could hear because this person has now made peace with the condition and the situation that has occurred. They've accepted what it was. And it's not that they're not willing to fight, but the fight that they're willing to give is on the other side of this world. And so um, mentally, sometimes that's hard to adapt and adjust and accept uh, but, and I think that's what makes it hard because it's like, wait, you're ready, but we're not ready. Sometimes you have to get ready in seasons that you're just not equipped to be ready in. Um, sometimes life will happen where you don't even get a warning. So those of you who had warning prior to, you're actually more blessed. And, and, does, and, and granted, even when you know and you see it coming, 
even when you know the possibility could be any day, it does not hurt any less. Listen to what I'm saying. Watching someone you love on hospice and knowing that it's coming eventually, that doesn't make them passing hurt any less. It doesn't take away that agony and pain in your, in your, it doesn't take it away. Right. And so, uh, I want you to know that, um, I'm praying for you. And, um, if I had the power and the ability to take that pain away from each and every last one of you guys, I would, because I know pain. Um, I know hurt. I know disappointment. I know sadness. I know, um, I know when it feels like the pain is like tormenting you, like it's just literally knit nagging you and it's twisting you and it's punching you and it's stabbing you all at the same time. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. And sometimes you feel like, am I even going to get, get to a point where it don't hurt so much? Yes. To answer your question, yes. Now, how long it takes you to get there, I cannot tell you that. What I can tell you that is it is glory on the other side of your pain. It is glory on the other side of your hurt. Um, and don't, you don't have to explain your journey to anyone. You don't have to explain your, your process to anyone. And it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is when I lost some people close to me, dear to me, um, I didn't stop living. And some people might have looked at that like, oh, it's disrespectful. But other people looked at, at it like, oh, that's strong. And I wasn't being disrespectful and I wasn't being strong. I'm just being honest. I was trying to figure this shit out, hands down. I was like, I was, I was just, I was just like, literally, I was just like, in a daze. And um, it took time to heal. And it took time to grow. And it took time to find my peace and my joy. Um, it took time to even find my smile again. But glory be to God, I am able to smile again. And um, even when pain still hits me, um, I view death very differently. Uh, I am okay with the passing. Now, it don't hurt me less, but I've learned to adjust because I understand that we all have to go at some point. Um, and that's why I love people as much as I can. Um speak life into people as much as I can. Um, I leave a little bit of me with every person that I come encounter with because you never know if that was going to be the last moment you ever get to experience that person's presence. Um, and connection is powerful. A relationship is powerful. Covenant ship is powerful. So when you call someone your family and you call someone your friend, hold it. Cherish it, protect it, cover it, pray for it. Because at any time, life can shift and it can turn your world upside down. And at least you can say <laughs> you did good by that person. At least you can say you love the hell out of that person. At least you can say we had a great relationship. It might not be much to most, but... I love that person to the day they took their last breath in a good way, you know? So um, hold on. Um, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Uh, I'm holding your hand. Um, it's a little sweaty because I'm sweating and I'm a lot of emotions over here, y'all. Um, but I'm holding your hand uh, through this because sometimes that's all we need is a hand and a shoulder. Um Sometimes you don't want to hear words. I don't want to hear words. I just need somebody to be present. So if I do start talking, you just hear me. I don't need a response. Um, when people are grieving and mourning, I always ask. Sometimes I'll ask them, what do you need? Honestly, at the in the moments of grieving and hurting and pain, you don't know what you need. So I sit 
and I'm I'm here. So when you're ready for whatever, I'm here. When you're ready to fall apart, I'm here. When you need a hand to hold, I'm here. If you want to lay on my shoulder and cry, I'm here. You need a hug, I'm here. Just being present. Don't say a word because sometimes your words can really rub people the wrong way. Oh, I know what you feel. I know what, people don't want to hear that. You don't know what I feel. This this ain't your mama. You don't know what I feel. You knew how you felt when your mother passed. You knew how you felt when your auntie, your best friend, and your husband passed or your wife passed. But you don't know how I feel. So that's the wrong wording or constantly asking people, how are you? Um, how you doing? I'm doing, I feel like crap. Don't ask me again. And I know it's just a common thing that we say, oh, just, you know, how you doing? So I try to find other words around it because I under I remember what those words did to me. And I'd be like, okay, um, I don't know. Hey, I'm just checking in on you. I love you. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be just, I'm going to be sitting right here. So if you need me, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. I hope that you guys, if you did listen in, um, I hope that you're able to leave an encouraging message in the comments for other people that might come and watch and read and that needs hope. Leave a prayer. Um, leave words of encouragement. Leave way the ways that you've healed through situations that were hard and tragic for you. Leave hope. Leave joy. Like comment the things that can really help the people because a lot of people are hurting a lot of people are grieving a lot of people are struggling in this thing called life um and i want to extend hope you hear me we're gonna pray and then we're gonna be out of here Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you first and foremost just to say thank you, God. We thank you for life, health, and strength, Lord God. We don't take it for granted that you literally cover us, Lord God, that you keep us, that you provide for us, Lord God, that you continue to make ways out of no way for us, Lord God. I give you honor. I give you glory, and I give you praise, Lord God. I lift up every person around this world that may be listening in, Lord God, even the ones that they are not able to listen in, Lord God. But I pray, Lord God, that you just cover them. You send your angels to camp round about them, Lord God, and come comfort them and heal them and give them answers to their un to the questions that are unanswered in their minds and in their thoughts Lord God I pray that you settle their thoughts Lord God I pray that you give them a new joy and a new hope and a new smile in the name of Jesus Lord God I pray that they're able to explain the experience experience the glory on the other side of their pain and their and their trauma lord god i pray that you heal them through this thing effectively lord god i pray lord god that you extend their life in the name of jesus lord god and those of us who are covering people who are sick and covering people who are mourning and covering people who are broken lord god i pray that you give us an extra dose of just strength lord god and anointing lord god so that when we speak it heals lord god and when we touch it heals in the name of jesus lord god and everything that we do that it brings glory and honor unto thee oh god i pray for those who are sick in the in the hospital beds right now or at home in bed lord god i pray that you just heal their bodies lord god and whether you heal them on this side of the world or your side of the world lord god we will be okay with it lord god because at the end of the day we pray that your will be done in every way possible lord god because we trust you lord god because you cannot fail lord god there is absolutely nothing that you cannot do lord god so we lift you up and we exalt your holy name lord god and we say that we love you we give you honor we give you glory god thank you thank you for being god and god all by yourself lord god you continue to reign over this earth lord god you continue to do everything that we need you to do lord god and you're constantly blowing our mind lord god but don't allow us to give up on you don't allow us to throw in the towel and don't allow us to lose hope lord god but strengthen us where we're weak at right now in the name of jesus lord god crown our heads with your glory lord god continue to touch us and protect us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet lord god and every step that we take, may it be anointing. Everything that we choose to do, may it be anointing, Lord God. Breathe on every situation connected to us right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We love you so much. And we thank you. We thank you, Abba Father. We thank you, Holy Father. We thank you, Yahshua, the anointed Messiah. We thank you. 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 And we give you honor and glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we say amen. All right, beautiful people. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the All In No Limits podcast, uh, where you're always going to find me, Sharon, Yvonne, your friend, your sister. Um, 
your one number one motivator, your pusher. Uh, I am always praying for you guys. Continue to pray for me, my family, my sisters who lost their mom, um, and people all over the world that are losing people. Uh, thank you. Thank you for this moment to speak into your life. Thank you for this moment to just pour into you guys. Thank you. I appreciate you for listening. I don't take it for granted when you tune in, when you, when you leave a comments, thank you. Continue to just send this message around to someone that needs healing, that needs hope, that needs love. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, Thank you. Um, and again, thank you for tuning into the All In No Limits podcast. I love you guys and have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful week. Have a beautiful month and just a whole blessed the rest of this year. I love you. I love you. Bye.